Good day, buffet. Sorry to keep you waiting. Your table is ready for how you can eat. A weekly comeback of K-pop music commentary. My name is Chuck Jose, and each week we take a brand new release and we let you know what we think about it. But before we get to that, I gotta quickly introduce and find out how each of the other co-leaders are doing. So starting off with Alan Mark. How are you, sir? You are Hello. wearing uh, an all black t shirt. Yes. Very, uh, very basic of you. Usually uh, you, you bring the fire, but it uh, looks like you're, you're taking it easy yeah. right now, taking it low key. I, I, I feel kind of left out because um, um, I'm wearing a white t shirt and our other co leader is also wearing a black t shirt. So I'm going to go change my shirt <laughs> while, we, uh, while we're recording. But how are you doing, nonetheless? Uh, doing well. Uh, yeah, uh, pretty pretty good. Yeah, yesterday I went to a I did an escape room with coworkers. Well, so that was interesting. Uh, it was really fun. I haven't done an escape room in years. Like a was it a physical one where you actually have to like break down things? Kind of escape yeah, room. Yeah, yeah, like not break down yeah. things, but then like yeah, we had to like go through rooms, find the puzzles, like and to, and like unlock doors and stuff like that. It was it was really fun. Um, yeah, it was a like a diamond heist one, so it's Ooh. basically the Seventeen's uh, home run music video. So that was fun. <laughs> perfect, <laughs> perfect. Um, I feel like I gotta introduce. I, I gotta also introduce our other co leader, Stephen. He's the one who hails from NYC. So runs out the big three. Um, Stephen, uh, before I ask you how you're doing, um, what is your opinion on escape? room and escape games oh i mean i like them a lot uh <laughs> i feel like wasn't i think the last one that i did or maybe we did was roughly two years ago around this time right oh yeah two years wait <laughs> oh yes we did we absolutely did that, yes. i haven't actually thought about that in a while <laughs> yeah until brought it up. maybe since that day. yeah <laughs> i uh i wish that was okay so for context, yeah. uh, for my birthday, everyone, we did a one of those download your own escape game room. You like interact with a website and stuff. Uh, but that was really cool. Um, I have I've only done one um, escape room, um, and I think that was with you, Alan Mark. And, <laughs> yeah, and uh, uh, Mark, and yeah. our our, our uh, friend of the show, Mark. Um, and a couple other people, but um, I just remember we didn't get out, and then we were we were trying to be too galaxy brain, and there were so many red herrings all over the place. We were like looking in the like. Um, I remember there were like two ties. One was green. One was red. That had nothing to do with the puzzle whatsoever. But um, yeah, I I've been afraid to do one ever since because. Because of um, the the second room that we had to enter. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. That one. 
<laughs> oh my gosh, Stephen. Um, there was no, there was no cohesiveness to the clues or anything like that. Maybe there was, but um, there was this code that was being shouted out, and nobody knew what to use it for. And then for some reason, um, we find this door, and like we think it's just a normal locked door, like don't go in. It's like maintenance or something. And like we go to the uh, the room guide or something and ask, is this off limits? And then they kind of give us a shrug. Oh. And so they're like, oh no, we can go in. And so um, I'm entering the code. And I'm, and I'm I, like, it, I'm peeking over Chuck's shoulder, yeah, yeah. like right behind him as he opens. I, I click it down um, and unlock it. And we're all excited because we finally find this code. Like Alan Mark, I'm sure, I'm sure Mark was there too. And so they're, I'm in the front and they're pushing me because um, we're so excited. And then um, the moment I step foot in the room, I'm already stepping back because I realize what I'm looking at, but they haven't yet. They're just excited. And so I'm pushing against them, just going like, <laughs> screw that, I don't want this. And uh, in that room is like um, cover, like writing, uh, writings on the wall in like red paint and then a lone wooden chair with like a spotlight over it and a doll that's all covered in red paint and like bloodied up basically. Oh, I forgot about that until you just reminded me. (laughs) Oh, I will never forget that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. Uh, So yeah, ever since then I've been kind of afraid to do the, especially the scary ones. But, um, but that's cool. Did you guys uh, escape? Barely. Yes. Mm -hmm. Ooh, like in the 15 minute mark, something like that. Oh no, like it. 15 seconds left. Ooh, oh wow. my gosh. Yeah. Well, okay. they told us we had we were like over by five minutes, but then also we started five minutes late. So oh. I think that might be why. Yeah, yeah. So um yeah. Okay. Well, I I I um I, I so I'm assuming you're doing good. <laughs> I, yeah, I yeah, yeah, doing good, doing good. Yes. Nice. Um okay. Um now Steven. <laughs> When's yes. the last time you've done an escape game? Escape I think it was like January 2020. Uh, when I was actually last in California, I was with like some co- a cousin or in some family. Oh my God. You were in California and you did an escape room slash game without Al, Mark, and I. Yeah. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> that one, uh, we did not escape, but I remember... The theme was like World War Two, and then one <laughs> like room we entered. Yeah. Uh, I wasn't quite ready to see the images and symbols oh, they had no. chosen to put up, and I think they oh, probably could have no. given a warning. They should give a warning if they continue to do that theme. Oh, uh, it wasn't. Yeah, I wasn't like I was eager to. Get I hope out it of wasn't part of the clue. They're like straighten this symbol out. <sighs> no, no, it's just like on. <laughs> The walls and it was <laughs> actually I was not very like into it anymore. It was, okay, well I'm I'm very yeah. happy you didn't invite us then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I think I left them some feedback like don't use that. Be like you do something else like and yeah it, or yeah I don't even yeah, think just poor fortes, yeah give them a warning just like don't use it at all. <laughs> Choose a different theme. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if anything, they could have done. Did you have to do some like code breaking? Like, like I think just, so. Yeah. I really I only remember one thing about the <laughs> and it was that. And 
<laughs> yeah, unfortunately. It was like pretty well, I remember it was like well put together, but yeah, just the iconography was, yeah, not good. Okay, well, do you guys know how they, I think it's back to normal now, but maybe they still do it where you're actually, you know, you, you uh, sign up with an escape room and then they have somebody with like a GoPro on their head. And oh. like you're in a Zoom room, oh. and somebody. Is, oh, I mean, I'm sure you can all act together, but you you just guide that person, and then you like like a point and click adventure. You tell them to mm-hmm. interact with things. So maybe we we can do something like that. I would love to be that person and then just <laughs> the GoPro one. Just yeah. be like, come on, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I know all the answers. I've done it so many ba- times. <laughs> Backseat GoPro. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, like, maybe we got to go through this door. It's like, no, oh, please don't. Yeah. No, don't. Not go, again. Go back to the other room. <laughs> no. Yeah. We, Try the combination again. Maybe you did it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. it's open. God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Um, well, glad to know that… Um, Alan, Mark, you you were able to do something fun, and Stephen, you uh, you have nightmares for yeah. Uh, I know I am good, and for the rest also of your just life, reminded of it now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, we should we they should really tell us if we're gonna. Oh, I guess that ruins the surprise, but still, like, um, anyway, um, okay. Well, I guess I'm doing good. Uh, I have no other updates. Um. Aside from I'm slowly losing money because I keep buying physical releases. <laughs> and I don't know why this started, but it's just so much fun. I understand now why people get physical releases. Because it's just… it's fu- I, Like I'm never going to listen to these CDs. Like I'm never going to have a car again that has a CD player. And I don't even know if I own… Like any of my co- game consoles, I don't know if they play CDs. Oh. I've never tried… Um, but that would probably be the only time. But I don't know. I feel like streaming nowadays is just so high quality that I'm just, it's like, I, I can't even perceive the difference between a CD version and a digital version. So, um, but the CDRs are cool. I love that they still call them CDRs. <laughs> um, you guys always, okay, this is going to be a very random tangent. But did you? I, I'm assuming you guys burned a lot of CDs growing up. Yep. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah. And um, d- I always hated that CD rewritable. Like, yeah, my <laughs> friends would always give yeah. me a CDRW with like whatever MP3s and everything, and I would never have a computer that could read it or something like uh-huh. that. Like, like when somebody gives you a CDRW, that's when you know they're cheap and they don't like you. Like you got to get the the fifty or hundred pack <laughs> spindle from a uh, Memorex or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Oh, anyway, Memorex. we're just aging ourselves. We are we are aging ourselves. Um, anyway, that's how we're all doing. Um, we're having. Uh, let's see. I don't know how to segue this properly, so I'm just gonna go right into it. Um, we have a very very. Interesting group to talk about uh, on this week's episode. But before we get to that, we have, um, of course, we got to show some love to the other releases 
other dishes that have been um, put out this week. And in order to do that, we have our master chef, Stephen, who's assembled a wonderful menu for you guys. Um, for him, to, and he's going to list out all of his uh, wonderful dishes. So, Stephen, please go ahead with your specials of the week. All right, thank you. Uh, so this week, I've gone with mostly releases that were kind of under the radar for me. Uh, lots of new names to me, at least. Uh, but we have five pretty interesting ones. Um, starting on Monday, uh, we have. A release from Suhyun, a member of the group You Kiss. It's a mini album called Count on Me with the title track The Soju Fairy. This is his oh. first mini album, uh, but it's not his solo debut. He's been releasing music, but um, Suhyun actually debuted with You Kiss uh, in 2008 and was appointed their leader in 2011, a position he has held since then. Um, I, I just felt the, I like the title of uh, his lead single, The Soji Fairy. I mean, uh, he's 33. It felt age-appropriate. And so I was looking at the, the credits. Uh, oh, some new names. Um, but we have Jamie Song, Lee Ji-eun, Kang Eden, and Kim Mi-jin. Uh, maybe a couple others I missed. But yeah, I guess first mini-album for Suyun. Um, moving on to Wednesday... Uh, two more mini albums. The first one is by a solo artist named Dabi. It's spelled D-A-B-I-I. The title of Dabi. this mini album is question mark equals three, Genesis three. And the title <laughs> track is called Flying and that's featuring Big Naughty. This is Dabi's fourth mini album. It follows two previous question mark equals one and question mark equals two mini albums. Um, I actually didn't know too much about him either, uh, but aside from being an artist in his own right, he's written songs for, uh, at the time, Beast. Um, he's worked a lot with Hayes, including songwriting, um, composing, plus having been featured on some Hayes tracks, and uh, also wrote some songs for Soyu of Sistar. Uh, the album has features from Owen, Q the Trumpet, QDR and Holland. So that's pretty cool. Um, yeah, so that's Davi. Uh, I listened to some of it today. Yeah, it, it's cool. It's like kind of K hip hop, K and R&B and side of things. Um, the other mini album from Wednesday is uh, Yena, formerly uh, Eyes One. It's mini, a mini album called Smartphone. Title track also called Smartphone. This is her second mini album. Uh, following her debut, Smiley, from this year. There are five new songs, which Yana wrote lyrics on three of them. Um, credits include some people from the MUMW group, uh, Olipop, Gavin Aitken, Haley, or, uh, oh, Haley Aitken, um, 72, Avenue 52, Maria Marcus, Caroline, and Caroline Gustafson, among others. And their promotional material for this, a lot more, like, Y2K, I guess that whole theme, which has getting, been getting pretty popular. Um, yeah, always like to see Yena, who's currently busy at the Idol Star Athletic uh, competition, <laughs> um, which is finally back. Uh, okay, and then our last two are from Friday. 
Um, the first one is a subunit debut. Uh, two members of the group Maka Maka are, have formed a, a subunit, a duo called, it looks like it's, it's called NVIDIA, uh, spelled like NVIDIA, but with the okay. letter E in front. Um, and this, the song, I couldn't find a, an actual English title, but the it, Korean title is Anan Dongseng, which is kind of like a, maybe like a dear younger sister. There, there was a group with that title, actually, and that's how they call themselves. So it might be something like that. Um, but this is, yeah, a subunit duo. The two members from the group are Unbi and Dia. So I, I think that's how you would say their name, the, the name of the subunit, like Unbi Dia, and not like NVIDIA, the chip yeah. manufacturer. <laughs> um, so they, they wrote, they co-wrote lyrics on this uh, with the songwriter and producer Kim Song-tae. Uh, couldn't find too much else about them, but uh, good luck to the subunit. Um, and lastly, also Friday, another debut, but this is a solo debut. Um, Isaac Vu from the group Into It is releasing a single called Time Bomb. Isaac is the first Malaysian K-pop idol. And um, I think, I, I also couldn't find too much about this release, but it might be an independent release or like under his own now, like label or something because the group Into It hasn't disbanded, but in 2020, they did leave their agency MMO Entertainment, uh, which is now known as Wake One. Um, so, uh, yeah, I'm not really sure what the status of Intuit is, uh, but at least one of the members, Isaac Boo, is continuing to be active and has released this song called Time Bomb. So, good luck to Isaac. Um, is that um, spelled like the um, invoicing? And uh, tax app into it, turbo tax. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, it's oh. I and uh, the number two that I. Oh, okay, okay. Um, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah, good luck to, to him um, on his debut. But yep, those are my specials of the week. Awesome, thanks, Stephen. All right, um, I feel like we have to come up with some sort of like tradition every time we talk about like a. Um, debut group. I I don't know if if we can do something special with the rundowns. Um, I just wanted to plant that seed uh, because I feel like it's always exciting whenever we get to uh, debut. We get to be a part of the debut for a new group, especially because um, Stephen wishes all of them the best of luck. Um, but that time is not now. Uh, but I will say that I'm very excited to find out a little bit more um, if Almar can even find out anything because I feel like this group has come out of nowhere and so we are for sure needing any semblance of a rundown. So Almar, if you could do us, um, if you could, you could give us the pleasure of um, giving the rundown on this week's episode... I would greatly appreciate that. Yeah, of course. That's what I'm here for, you know. Uh, yeah, so this is our wow, this is our third debut I think we're covering this year, which is fun. I think we only did one debut in 2021. <laughs> uh, wow. So, um, yeah, it's kind of like we're 
you know, there's always a lot of groups that are coming out. So it's nice to highlight some that, um, you know, you feel excited about, have some good music, some song, good songs. So yeah, uh, let's get into this group. And this group is New Jeans. It is the new girl group coming out of Adore, the newest independent label that is under HYBE. Uh, so some context on Adore, uh, standing for All Doors, One Room, was founded in 2021 uh, by HYBE's new chief brand officer, Min Hee Jin, who is uh, formerly from SM Entertainment, uh, was a creative director for them, who led branding and production of MD- music videos, costuming, and album art for groups such as Girls' Generation, Shiny, FX, EXO, and Red Velvet. So a lot of uh, a lot of experience and history there from one of the biggest companies, of course. So the new group to come out of Adore, uh, primarily made up of trainees casted from the 2019 Plus Global Auditions, was announced uh, by July 1st, 2022. Uh, and then they released their first music video for the track Attention on July 22nd, under then proclaiming their name as New Jeans. The following day, they released four different versions of their music video for the track Hype Boy. And then the next day after that, released the music video for the track Hurt. Uh, Yeah, this all led up to the digital release for their debut subtitled EP on August 1st, along with another title track, Cookie, uh, which will be followed up by a physical version on August 8th. So New Jeans consists of five total members. 2004 liner Minji, 2004 liner and Vietnamese Australian member Hani, 2005 liner and and Korean Australian Danielle, uh, 2006 liner Herin, and 2008 liner and Maknae Hyein. So I'm noting the years uh, they were born because, you know, aside from the music, there has been some recent discourse surrounding the group and their debut, you know, particularly about their ages and with uh, Minhee Jin's creative direction for them. So I don't want to spend too much time on this because I am really excited to talk about the album itself, but I do feel like it is an important discussion to have. So... Uh, for context, uh, the three of us, we are all like grown up cis men. So we're speaking from that perspective, first of all, um, like and I say grown up, I mean, like grown up. We are like at two decades older than New Jeans Machine. So, yeah, <laughs> um, we're old. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and also, we are also, you know, consumers of K-pop as a medium who uh, and we also gave ourselves this platform to talk about it. And I do believe we can have like thoughtful, mature conversation about these topics. So uh, that being said, there's been like a couple main discourse topics that have been brought up on the eve of the group's debut. I guess first off, I'll just start off with um, what came up when the group was announced and the ages were discovered. And you know, essentially is new genes and essentially, you know, with K-pop, are they just debuting idols too young? Like the youngest member is currently 14 international age. Uh, and yeah, uh, I mean, this isn't new. We've seen idols debut as young as, you know, Kayan has uh, as recently as I've last year. 
Um, I mean, in Generation 2, like, Taman was also 14, debuting. Three members of the Wonder Girls were 15. Um, and then even going as far back as Bo when she debuted. So it isn't new, but I think the discourse has definitely grown a lot more. I mean, partly because of social media, but also just so many more groups are debuting. Like, the rate is just higher than it has been before. So now there's just more groups to sort of scrutinize in that way. So, yeah, do you... Do y'all think sort of it is we're getting too many young performers coming out of uh, K-pop? You know, I don't really know the average age of a debut. I just assume they're they're pretty young. I mean, if you give if you if you take the K-pop landscape as a whole, it's kind of like the NFL where. You your prime is in your early twenties, and as you start getting towards your late twenties, that's when you're very seasoned and um, are still, you know, like you've probably amassed like a huge fandom by that point. And I, I feel like, especially with what's happening with like say BTS, like they're all in their late twenties now, um, and so they're they're all um, rediscovering themselves, trying to like find out. So like. You know, it's not like you were saying. It's not new to me um, to have such a young group, um, especially with us growing up in K-pop. We're used to a lot of people debuting there at very young ages, um, and then them growing up. Like I, I don't know. I can't off the top of my head think of a group right now that has had a similar type of like debut, um, but. There is something to say about um, if, because the way this group was debuted, it felt rushed or, you know, it felt, I don't know if it was like forced or anything like that. So I think for me, that's where my, um, where I could see some uncomfortable feelings. Like if, if you're pushing these people or these, these five uh, ladies or women or girls, whatever. Um, if you're pushing them too fast, because especially in the K-pop world, you don't. I mean, well, we'll get into it when we talk about the songs, but maybe the five of them are ready. I I I, I don't have that backstory, but from my experience, you're training for a very long time before you actually get to debut as a solid unit and everything like that. So that's why, um, that's. That, to that question, you're saying like, do our our idols being debuted way too young? Um, I don't know. Like, if if they're ready for it, then yes. But if they're not, then well, maybe pump the brakes a little bit. Um, I I was trying to think of a similar like comparison um, in the Western world. I, I can't think of any like female groups, but the one, the first boy group that comes to mind is like One Direction, for example. Like they all debuted um, between the ages of like 16 and 18. And so they were considered like a very young boy group and everything like that. And they were very popular with teens and uh, tweens and um, younger people. Um, so I guess that's why it's a little bit dicey right now because. Um, while K-pop, um, 
Uh, I just feel like K-pop can span across all ages. I mean, you just mentioned it. We're 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 very old when it comes to the K-pop world, um, or we've been around for a very long time, and so I, I guess that's why it it's the contra- you know, like the the discourse has been like brought up. I guess in this case, but um, I don't even know where I was going with that. But that, that's that's I. I I personally have tried my best to remove the just to see them as artists. I don't like um I don't cuz I don't know with K-pop it's they they're very much a, some sort of like manufactured fictional character in my in my uh perception so then it's always weird when I see them live because it's like, wait, you're a real person. Oh my god. Um, so, but but it's hard for me to excuse the fact that they are very very young. And if if I if I can, I I would want to bring this back up when we kind of discuss some of the music videos for oh, sure. Because yeah. because yeah. I think that's that's really where a lot of the um. Or at least from what I've seen, a lot of the discuss like the discussions been held around. It's just like the the marketing and the promotional thing. Um, but as far as like you know them as a group, like it seems like they're a pretty solid yeah. group already. So it's like yeah, um, I don't I don't think they're young in talent sense. So yeah, I don't think I necessarily like meant to uh, like I would think. We'll definitely talk about new jeans in context as we go through the album. But I think, you know, K-pop as a whole, like, it's also, like, something that we, you know, see pretty regularly. And, you know, um, like you mentioned, you know, how potentially the release or development could have been, like, rushed. But also, like, you know, we don't know what that trading process sort of looked like. Um, you know, that's ultimately... Yeah, but it's also, like... Um, I don't know. Like, is it more of a... Prob- like is it not necessarily a problem with Adore or is it like a problem with just the industry as a whole you know you mentioned like uh, the how it comes off as like manufacturing stuff like that like where I guess yeah where is that line sort of where do you sort of draw that line so I don't know Steven if you had yeah I think something I just was like starting to form an idea around is like also the idea of what it means to be ready to debut. I think a lot of people can reach a level of like, you know, singing and dancing ability at a pretty young age, especially with a lot of uh, like dance, like tutorials available for, for people that you, that they can have accessed at any time. But I guess more my, my other, con- my main concern might be just becoming a public figure at such a young age and uh i guess like you there's so much that you can like the reception if if something is negative that can be like really deeply affecting especially for someone so young um so and i like i want to know what are they what do they have to support them mm. regardless of yeah. like the the like reception from people like 
just the difficulty of constant practice and, you know, probably not seeing their their family and friends as often, uh, but also like still going to school, just like being extremely busy in in these, uh, yeah, this maybe a lot of high pressure kind of situations. Maybe they put a lot of pressure on themselves too. Um, but yeah, it's it's hard to just imagine what it's like to some some one day just millions of people know who you are and like it, it is what they're training for but uh until they get there it, it's it's this great accomplishment but um there's a lot that comes with it too and uh i think you know having seen some of the discussion and as alan mark mentioned we've seen very recent groups debut with like very young like 08 liners but this one with the additional I guess uh, stuff that people are bringing up about the the creative director I think that just like it brought up all these other concerns Mm -hmm. and maybe yeah uh, if you're gonna go into that yeah and that was sort of the the follow-up I had as well because like uh, when attention came out like that, I think it was mostly just regarding age when it came to uh, the discussions. Like, they're, they're just like very young, you know. And um, but then, especially as people sort of dug deeper into, like, I guess the the debut and like, yeah, Min Hee Jin being the uh, CEO of their company, then it opened up even deeper discussion that also is not you know, new and exclusive to like Adora Min, uh, Min Jin and how they're um, promoting uh, new genes. But it just is sort of the focal point right now because they are the current, you know, it's currently what's happening. But essentially it leads into there, like, you know, with K-pop debuting idols that are so young, then furthermore, then are they marketing these groups too much where they are essentially like, exploiting or sexualizing minors and that you know is a whole other like deeper subject as well there and then you know you alluded to it Stephen, too with you know mean Jin being under fire from uh, you know netizens and fans uh, about uh, where she sort of evokes a lot of the inspiration for her concepts that she builds um like I think she's quote her saying, or I think the, a lot of it comes from like people looking at her Instagram feed and then sort of outside of like a, a lookbook of like inspiration that she pulls from for concept she builds, uh, which includes like, yeah, a lot of like, um, like younger models, like child teenage models, uh, mentioning that like Brooke Shields was sort of like, um, so inspiration from Brooke Shields from her like young modeling days regarding when she was creative directing for some SM groups. And that in itself, it, you know, has like, can be problematic with Brooke Shields' like history of being exploited as a child model and actress like that. Yeah. So, um, and then like where some of the art that she has can, you know, may allegedly be from movies that promote that sort of things. Uh, then it's like, uh, is do we see that is she potentially doing this with new genes or also i think 
we'll dig into Eugene's, I guess, a bit more when we talk about the album too. But it's also like constantly, is this a problem that's happening in K-pop too? Like with the young uh, idols that are debuting, um, when as recently as La Seraphim and Ive, when they debuted, there was a discussion about the choreography they chose for um, the songs and some of the styling being like, this looks too mature for their ages, which um, you know, I think is a, a fair assessment based off of what was shown, like especially like Le Seraphim, the music video had the part where it's like uh, evoking the part from that WAP dance, you know, that's, these are the things that are sort of coming up. So uh, yeah, I uh, know it's uh, touchy, and it's it is like a touchy subject, but I think as you know, fans, it's also you can't ignore more difficult conversations. So I don't know if y'all have any additional thoughts there. I, I'm just uh, I'm just happy that this is a conversation that's being said because um, I don't know if K-pop has gone through any sort of movement like this before, but it's it's nice to know that. Um, like K-pop fans as a whole, very cognizant of stuff like this and can call out BS. And so, I'm sure I I, I don't know where this convers or where where the discourse is going to go. Um, but because um, I'm sure there'll be many more groups in the future that um, that that kind of bring up this topic over and over again. Um, but yeah, I I my I'll probably just end with the fact that I just want to some sort of like assurance, knowing that um like these girls are okay, or like they they know what they're doing, or there's some like sort of like like counseling or help being put because I I don't want it to be a situation where they're looking for stardom. It, very much the story of showbiz, right? Like um, the whole innocence thing, like taking advantage of that and everything. Like I just don't want that to be a thing. And so I'm sure that that is part of the conversation right now as well. And so, um, yeah, I, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what else yeah. to say. But 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 yeah, my my final piece is just um, that I just really really wish that these girls are not being taken advantage of and that um that outside of um all the sus that's going on like um they're being supported as maturely and properly as as they should be so um but yes i would love to talk more about the context of what we just discussed about based on with the songs and the videos. So I'm sure we can um, bring it back up uh, or we'll probably bring it up in a way um, later, but, but yeah, um, didn't mean to take up too much time in that discourse, uh, but uh, yeah. Steven, do you want to say anything else or uh, um, do you want to, I, I, uh, I will say, I I'm going to, I'm going to say that I would love for you to start our, discussion of the album so if you want to just kind of segue into that uh, uh you can okay but. that would be a tough segue from what i was <laughs> gonna mention i was like okay. but i was just thinking about 
you hear about all these like spy camera scandals that like Korean men like have been Ugh. involved in. Yeah. And it's just like even within the, the country, there are all these, I don't know, extremely it, it, like gross and like vile people. <laughs> and so that, that there's not really sufficient uh, protection, I think, like even from a, or that you could expect from like a legal or I don't know, justice system framework. Um, so that like even think about just on any show where like girl group members are wearing like a skirt that, you know, when they sit down, they always have a blanket and a pillow. And like, you just, you don't want to have to have that be the, the constant concern for all, like all these young people who are at, yeah so uh, I don't know I don't have too much else to add but I, I don't know I think I, I guess I want I would like to know I always like to know more about from a domestic context in Korea but uh, yeah I don't want to paint everyone like well, everyone there is terrible but you hear about these things and mm-hmm. it doesn't paint the, the great picture sometimes um, but yeah I guess I'll just end there. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah it, it, oh, no, good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, it's definitely difficult conversations to have because, like, then, yeah, we are and event, evidently didn't going into touching upon like societal issues, cultural issues, stuff like this. It's not really just a, a K pop issue in that sense, you know? Um, and, and when it comes to these groups and then young, especially like young teen idols, um, I mean, even, like and when I say teen, like definitely all teens too, because I believe in South Korea the age of consent is twenty. So mm-hmm. you know, there every teenager then would be, is considered a minor. Um, so um, yeah, like these groups and particularly yeah with girl groups too, because I feel like that's where it is definitely a much more higher concern. Uh, I think it does sort of tie to like how does the agency or the company like promote and market them? Because, you know, it's not as simple as like, oh yeah, like no matter what, having these girls out there, then they're going to like be sexualized. But it's like, how is that necessarily fair to the teenage like girls essentially that, you know, like want to perform, want to be idols, like, you know, assuming that they auditioned and, you know, tried out and trained for all those years, you know, having the school and wanting to do it. It's like, you know, are they still able to have that agency? But also it's like, how are these age, how are these companies like promoting them? And, you know, I think in this case too, that we'll dig into a bit more. It's like, yeah, a lot of the fan base are probably like marketing towards teenagers and, you know, young, like, you know, um, like young people. So that, that's where you could see that that makes sense. There's a lot of a young audience when it comes to pop music. So that makes um, a lot of sense with, you know, how they promote these groups. But also because it is, you know, an art medium that is accessible to everyone, they're going to get fans that are outside of that group. And, you know, you may have, you're going to definitely going to get fans or people that pay attention that may not be the demographic you aim for. Or 
maybe like worst case scenario, they do end up marketing and playing to those groups that and and it ends up being, you know, gross where you do get adult men fawning over like teenage girls and you know it's an awful thing and they're end up you know you know hopefully these companies aren't exploiting that just to you know make more bank but it's hard to distinguish away from that so um and you even see it as like you know these i think just girl groups are like such a prime example because it ties more to like patriarchy too and like misogyny and sexism and how um, like you, you see how like when girl groups when they first debut when they're like young, they have a lot of male fans and but then as they get older and progress, then you could see that fan base shift and then they start you know it's becomes more female fans as the group's older and it's like oh where did they go why did where did the male fan base go and you even hear it with like fan chants during music shows and that's where it's like it can feel really icky you know um, so I think. Like why I wanted to like bring forth the conversation is because we do sort of have a platform. We do have you know listeners that do listen to our episodes. So, and you know, not to say that like oh yeah, HYBE and Adore is totally going to hear this and then we'll apply pressure to make sure that we improve the K-pop <laughs> landscape. But I do think I'm never ha- buying an album from them. <laughs> uh, but I do think that like you know, if we want like groups to ultimately succeed and support them in ways that are like safe and appropriate and you know well that like we i because i do think that we get a lot of great music from like these type of groups it's just a matter of like as long as they are sort of protected because they are still like minors and you know have support systems in place where um they like can deal with these things because I can't, yeah, as Steven alluded to, like the emotional stress, that mental stress that they can cause as a, at that age can be a lot. Um, but also like, you know, putting that pressure on companies to do right, th- do the right thing, um, protect uh, these, these, you know, young people from, uh, you know, essentially deviants, uh, like mm-hmm. people that are there to cause harm. So, um, you know, because then we can like purely just enjoy the music, enjoy the concepts without it having to feel weird. Because like, yeah, like, uh, like I'm not gonna be here. Like, uh, I don't know. I guess it just depends on like people's perception. Like, if you think that idols and groups and like these people are like you're a fan of them to be like to sexualize them, then maybe that could be part of the problem too. Like. Um, to or not necessarily sexualize, but then like you know have that sort of like you want them like as the, the attraction, you know, and you know that can that's a flaw that could be where the some flaw comes from as well. It's like, well, if you feel like you can only be a fan of group because you're attracted to them, then like what does that say like about um, fandom in general? So um, I know we're all here to you know talk music because we all love music and i like i think we all thought this would this is a great ep to at least cover from a music standpoint definitely so um yeah i think you know we could definitely still have continue having these conversations you know with other k-pop fandoms other people in general because but um yeah i think 
we already taken a lot, a lot of time, but I think definitely for the rest of the episode, um, you know, we can we're, we can be here to do what we always do and th- talk about um, some really, I'm just going to say really great K-pop. So, um, yeah. yeah, I do, I don't want this controversy to overshadow the fact that these uh, this group is very talented and very capable of um, being mega stars in the K-pop world. So um, I think um, all right to to kind of um, <laughs> to kind of give I guess us a break and our listeners a break. I think it's only fair that we we also take a break um, and then we'll we'll pr- we'll just front load. <laughs> the uh, the back half of this episode because it's going to be such a weird transition to be like okay That's let's true. talk about attention now so um, I'm sure this discussion is far from over um, I but hope it's... we brought some attention to some serious issues in the world to uh, to 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 the hype boy nope oh, I got it I got it I got it yeah 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 thank <laughs> you um, I'm just thinking okay. Before we before we cap this conversation, um, did you guys see the other side like conversation about how this group was rushed to bury the uh, the less seraphim controversy oh. as well? I don't. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. I don't think I that's a thing. I haven't seen any of that. Yeah. <laughs> False I mean, flag. Is that what people are? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. the news came. Uh, I guess so. I mean, the news happened before. Like before they actually dropped anything for New Jeans, but yeah, eh, I don't know. Eh. Probably it's not a thing, but it's just funny <laughs> yeah. that uh, yeah, it's another thing people are talking about. Okay, well, um, like I said, uh, shout out to anybody who is who has brought up, continued, and will continue discussing this. I think it's very, very, very right of us to keep the the people who are in charge of uh, the careers of all these groups accountable um, and like for sure calling out any sus behavior you see so hopefully um, I mean I don't I don't know where this is gonna what's gonna happen in the future but um, um, if 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 uh, if it needs to be brought up again I, I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure we are, or we we would be more than happy to to bring it up well, and uh, yeah. discuss it again. If we do more debuts, then it may be unavoidable. <laughs> well, honestly, <Yeah. laughs> it's but, just two yeah. guy debuts. Um, but yeah, still, just, still, just, we don't know. Still, yeah. That's the thing. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna say to kind of, um, to kind of circle back when you were talking about the the certain demographic that. Um, likes likes these groups. Um, I was thinking about how bad they smelled. Um, what during the Duke <laughs> concert, and that that's all I'll say. Oh, there's there was a there was up uh, then. You know, nope. You know what? I'm not even gonna say anything further. Anyway, um, okay. Uh, right. That was a lot. Yeah, so right. we are. Um, that was probably like 30 minutes longer than we uh, expected to talk about it, but it, that just shows how you know how uh, how much this uh, topic uh, means to us. And um, yeah, 
So let's take a break, guys. When we come back, we will talk about the album um, <laughs> New Jeans um, and its four-track EP uh, track list. Um, and we will also have a game brought to you by Steven. Oh, right? yeah, we're doing this. So, <laughs> yeah. so we're going to start the game before we actually okay. talk about the episode. Which That's is perfect. probably great. <laughs> uh, so, so stick around. We will see you on the B-side. All right, welcome back to the B-Side. As you already know, we like to save the discussion of the album for the uh, B-Side. <laughs> and we also like to play a game when we come back for break. So this week's game is brought to you by Steven. Steven, what the heck are we looking at? Okay, this this is just one of the uh, photos of one of the members. This is Hani. Um, and uh, we're, we're going to play a pretty... Uh, simple game in in concept or the premise and uh couldn't come up with a good name for it but so i'm just calling it new game um (laughs) (laughs) i didn't get to say how much i loved this little bunny oh it's so great i love that comic sans yeah, uh, this is Comic Sans with a gradient. That's a perfect gradient. Google, 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 Google Slides uh, Word Art. My first time using Google Slides new, Word Art. Um, check this out. New new game. Yeah, new this game. game is just called New Ooh. Game. Um, okay. <laughs> all you have to do is <laughs> match. A group with oh their, come their, on oh, there are lots of every group has been new at some point and they've had uh, a new song so there is something in common that all of these uh groups share which is uh oh shoot oh okay. there we go uh <laughs> that, this uh oh yeah oh <laughs> Oh, All of the groups um, oh, have oh the word Had... new as oh, their name. Oh, no. Okay. So a lot of these, most of these groups uh, I have never heard of. A couple, yeah. one oh, or good. two, I think I good, have. Good, good. Um, and I gave you their debut year uh, to help out. I think that's the <laughs> yeah. best clue I could give. Um Okay, Chuck, you don't have to worry too much. There's only one I am positive. <laughs> I have not heard <laughs> yeah. any of the other ones. Good, um, good. So uh, yeah, let me just read off the names uh, and what they what they stand for. So we're starting off in to 1997. I listed these in order of debut. Um, so yeah, NRG, New Radiancy Group from 1997. Uh, <laughs> New FO from 2011, a big uh, jump from 97 to 2011, uh, and then NEP, or New Passion, from 2012, uh, New East, 2012. Uh, this next one is only, like, non-group, but New Sun, 
is a member of the group Sonamu, who debuted in 2014. So you're going to hear the Sonamu debut song. Mm. Um, then NPI, New Planet Icons. They were actually only <laughs> a pre-debut group, but I actually don't think that really matters. Uh, <laughs> uh, then new, or 2015, uh, New Town Boys, 2016. And then New A, 2016. Entic uh, or New Trend Icon from 2018. And then... Mm the most recent new kid from 2019 so yeah we, I, I, these clips are about 30 seconds long we, we don't if have to like listen to all of it when we play it again but uh just to okay. give you a sense of when they came out um mm-hmm. so when i play you the clip just pick one of these groups to be great. your answer <clears throat> all right great uh let's start with number one i think you guys can get this one here we go I hope this isn't some like retro. So, like, let's go back to an old time. Yeah, uh, where I cut off, then they launch into a very typical rap verse of the time, just Great. as many syllables as they could fit. Um, uh, so, yeah, that was number one. Um, okay. Let us do. How was how was volume there? That was good. Okay. Yeah. Some of these I had to get from YouTube. So great. (laughs) Yeah. Here we go. Number two. Let's do. I love it. Yeah, so I think uh, I can even just say, I think six of the clips are going to be, or six of these are boy groups, and I think mm-hmm. four are girl groups. Yeah, I have no basis <laughs> yeah, of like... what, what, no context for any of these guesses, so I'm just going to try. Yeah. Uh, okay, let's just go to number three. Uh, you're play- oh, okay, never mind. Yeah. Oh, you're good. Oh, wait. Okay, yeah. Oh, yeah, I thought you were doing four for a second. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I okay. think this these middle years are gonna be tough. Um, okay, number four. all right cool yeah there's some 
some good songs I uh, found I here. Uh, okay, number five. I think this one might be one I found confusing, like musically. <laughs> okay, here we go. Uh, So fun, just. So that's stolen. It was stolen for ports. It was, yeah. But the syncope <laughs> is that still considered syncopation? I don't. I don't. I don't. It was like slow. It was like not. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> But that one was weird when I first heard it. Uh, but they I are didn't even guess vampires. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, just just put Newtown Boys for any boy group. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, uh, here's number six. Kiss me, kiss me, touch me, touch me. Yeah, okay, shot me love tonight. Kiss me, kiss me, touch me, touch me. Okay, and that that was taken from just the intro. That's just how the song starts right away. What does okay. NPI stand for? Again? NPI was uh, not new, plan- oh. <laughs> new planet icons. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I thought it was number six. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, that was six. Uh, seven. Here we go. This is a story about that. Oh man, I'm so happy. I'm so happy that's the part you put in. I was was hoping for the chorus because I love it so much, but I'm happy you chose that. I, I I love them. That's the way they end it. Too, so <laughs> I love it. Evan Goliath. Uh, okay, number eight. Uh, Anti-bullying uh, <laughs> anthem. That's what that was. All right. <laughs> <laughs> oh that was incredible <laughs> yeah um that was one of the youtube ones uh okay Great. number nine Fresh. 
Whoa. Okay. And lastly, number 10, they actually tell us what the song title is in, in, in this one. Here we go. Yeah. This song made me soldier. Have a good time with some cool girls, baby. All right. <laughs> um, I don't know. Is there one uh, uh, you'd like I'll, to hear again? No. What does NEP stand for? <laughs> N- Not N- N- oh, yeah. I didn't ask for that one. Yeah. NEP is New Passion. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's going to help. Yeah, this game is tough. Could you play? Three again? Sure. Here is three. Okay, I'm just gonna take this. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's what that sounded like. Okay. All right. Well, this okay. I don't think there's any point in me switching any of my answers at this point, so I'm just gonna send it right. how it is. Yeah. Uh, just send it to me whenever. Pretty great uh, result we have here. <laughs> okay. Oh, uh, no. One. Here we go. That's uh, this one. Okay, that one you yeah you both got that was uh, an RG <laughs> from nineteen ninety seven. Yay! Uh, cool. Um, number two. Uh, that one, that was was Antic, uh, oh, new trend icons. Mm. Both is that. Oh, mm-hmm. one note about NRG is that. They debuted the song on a show called Music Tank. So, <laughs> oh, <laughs> not in bank, but back then they had a music tank. Okay. Um, so, yeah, that was, yeah, new for trend. Sure, oh, sure, I sure, got sure, two like wrong. For sure, for sure, like a for sure, for sure, for sure. Uh, number three. Okay, that was NEP or New Passion uh, <laughs> with the song Dora Dora. Oh, wait, sorry, I didn't even say the other ones. NRG's was called I Can Do It, and Tick was called Once Again. Um, okay, so Chuck, you got that one correct. Um, number four. <laughs> Uh, that was a new kid with their song to air. So, oh, that oh, did yeah. sound new. Oh, Mark, you got that one. Uh, number five. Let's skip to. The end. 
a vampire. That one was NPI with Vampire. Uh, yeah, Alan Mark, you got this one also. Oh, uh, so number upset. six. It had to be a group that was about a new planet that made it sound <laughs> like a song Galactic sounded Galactic. like that. <laughs> that rhythm was not of this planet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, it's so strange. Okay, okay, that was New Town Boys <sighs> with the song Man of Legend. <laughs> uh, okay, I, so we both missed that one. I knew I should have switched that. Uh-huh. Um, then, okay, seven. Uh, well, you both got this one. Uh, also, gonna skip to this part. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that was New East with uh, face. Face. Right. Yeah. Um, Shout out, Bickle. Yeah. Eight. Okay, that was New FO with Bounce. You also both got that one. Um, Number nine. Uh, That was New Sun or Sonamu's debut. Uh, with Deja Vu. Ah. Uh, so at this point, my count is you both have five. So <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Our last uh, question, number 10. Yeah. This song name is Soldier. The song name is Soldier, and that was the group New A. And you both got that one <laughs> correct. <laughs> and I did not make a tiebreaker. Oh, no. Wonderful. But um, how about we do the thing we did last time and we play the tiebreaker at the end of the show? <laughs> Great. <laughs> yes, I love it. Okay. All right. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, we are going to leave you listeners again on another cliffhanger um, because Alamark is way too good and so are Steve and I apparently. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So we are all equally matched with these past two games. The only game that Alamark will not win is next week's game. Um, Well, I've been waiting to talk about this album since we decided to talk about it, guys. It's it's about time we finally an hour and 20 minutes into the (laughs) We get to start a conversation on this album. So, so sorry, listeners, that uh, you're only getting to hear it now. But while Stephen um, comes up with... I can, the, I can start. Yeah, while okay. Stephen comes up with the um, tiebreaker question, he'll actually start our yeah. conversation on this week's album. So, once again, we are talking about New Jeans' uh, debut EP, New Jeans, with a space in the middle. Um Four songs. Three of them, like Alan Mark said, had a bunch, or three of them had music videos. It was a visual release. Lots of fun um, 
uh, stuff for us to talk about. So I think I'll start off with yeah. Videos. I think all, all four. Oh, heard had music. Yeah, yeah. Okay. all four yeah. had music videos. Perfect. <laughs> what? It, there, number, yeah, there was a lot. Number two had five videos, um, and the rest had one video. Okay. Um, so I don't think we will be talking too much about every single music video, um, but we'll definitely touch upon it when we talk about it. But we're here for the music for sure. So. Let's finally talk about this album. Steven, track number one, Attention. Uh, did this get your attention? Or, you know, um, let's, yeah, it did. Uh, I think it was oh, a yeah. great start, especially not knowing really anything about this group before. Uh, just they did dropped the, the videos, like had no expectation of a sound yet. Um, but it, I think it's such a great song. Um, it has really, really like hip sound, um, that I, that almost like minimal in its production. I really love the way the keys are like pulsing in the verses and then they get held in that chorus when that, that, the, the shun of attention. I mean, I, I love that part every time. With with those pretty pretty nice harmonies under it, um, it, it I yeah it's just I don't know I I wasn't really knowing what to uh, to come into like thinking about this, the the sound of the album, um, but it does give you a sense of what the other three songs on this album sound like, which is really good. Um, yeah, what else? Like the the triangle was the perfect sound uh and the other like samples with their vocals plus other vocal samples there too i think this they do come across as like this one they they sound like they are competent singers but like i think the later songs give us more from them vocally uh but this is just a great start plus we get uh lyrics from danielle on this one so i mean yeah uh yeah i like this a lot Let's do it, Al Mark. Yeah. Uh, the, like, I guess so opening it up, this song did grab my attention the yes. moment that like I got to it. It's so refreshing, I think, like as a sound, as a song. It's like touches upon the like um you see it visually too, but then even just the sound alone, it gives me like Y2K R and B, which is really fun. Like um especially i think with the the beat itself with how it the beat speaks with the synth especially in the verse it reminded me of like the neptunes particularly when they're working with like justin timberlake in the early 2000s stuff like that um that's like that's sort of like the the vibe i get and it's it's i don't know it's interesting because it's not really a sound that we that we're getting a lot in k-pop it does feel very different in, in so much that it was so refreshing hearing this type of track, um, especially as a debut. Um, like the only other like other song contemporarily that I feel like was similar to like this and what else it's what they're doing is like maybe uh, "Lucid Dream" from Espa's uh, EP, but like otherwise it's love like it. love that song. Yeah, otherwise it's like this is like like I know they really made a really 
like great first statement with this song as their like official debut song. So um yeah, uh I don't know. Steven talked about the harmonies already, but I love that it's not just like that like filled harmony. They add a little like rising like descant at the end of it. It's like attention. Like they it fills in a bit <laughs> more. I was a, I was flat there, but it's like it uh <laughs> Yeah, I think I was that call it, <laughs> it filled it out really nicely where it wasn't just like, you know, a chord. It yeah, it, I know it's it's really cool. And um, yeah, I like that the song felt like it was just like built by one unit. Um, you know, like it's a nice group introduction, whereas like the following songs we'll talk about are more like individual introductions. So, uh, yeah, I know it's massive debut. Guys, I love this song. It's so good. It's I I had not listened to any of those music videos or watched them prior to us needing to look at this album. And so I was fresh. I didn't I mean, I might have already heard Hype Boy, but how can you avoid that? Everyone seems to be doing videos, doing the choreo for that. But attention was brand new to me. Um and this it I, I just felt at ease. Like there was there was no friction. It was just so smooth. The sample or the 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 beat was like you said it was great. The the keys were fantastic. The different ways they were like some would be sustained, some would be like quick stabs. Um, um, I was hearing some flutes in that intro as well. It just not only did the song set me up for this amazing album, but just in the intro itself of the song set me up for this amazing song. It was just so, um, it was just so, yeah, I, I, I just want to steal your word, Alan Mark, refreshing. It's just, it, it sounded familiar, but not at the same time. It was just so, it just, it was just so new. It was just so nice. Um, um, I things I was picking up. Um, love that there was like a muted bass going on in the background. Um, just very subtle. Like I, I, I'm gonna be bringing this up a lot with this album. It's, it's, it's very, just it's like expertly crafted each song, but then it's not trying to do anything too over the top. Everything kind of just is mixed, is blended in perfectly, and it just. Just it's so smooth. Just here listening to the song. Um, um, what else did I enjoy? Uh, I guess I got to shout out the keys and the chorus. Like I, I love how they were also sustained with them saying attention. Um, it just added sort of this, I don't know, this li- lightness to it at the same time. I don't know. It's just there's there's so much going on in the song and at the same time there's not that much and it's it's just great like that um yeah i that's probably the extent of my technical conversation i just love like this is banger number one for yep. the uh, for the album for me yep. so I mean, it's a really feel good song i think that's yeah. really what they were establishing and they did a really good job of that yeah and like you're saying, Stephen, vocally, this does not sound like a group 
where they're all in their teens. Like, this sounds like a very… It's like they've been training since they were born kind of thing. Like, they were ready for… Like, like you know, vocally-wise, it sounds like they've been ready to do something like this all their life. Um, um, yeah, which just… Which, like, for me is exciting because it just feels like this group's gonna, like, already establish themselves. And well, I, I can talk about this later. It seems like they're not gonna go anywhere anytime soon. So, um, do you want to talk about anything else in the song? Any fun parts? Um, I like the way they spelled attention, like, they just <laughs> ran out of syllables, so they just. Just said on at the very or like A T T E N T I on I on that oh yeah there was a lot of like fun syncopation like that trying to remember I think it was in the pre pre chorus wait let me think like it's like wait um. Wait, because you're talking about Pharrell. Was that a Pharrell song? Where, because in this in this song, there's like a part where they they go like that 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 that. Oh, that's not a Pharrell song, isn't it? Or mm. Pharrell produced song. <laughs> okay, it just sounds so familiar. Anyway, um, that just proves my uh, the point that I'm trying to make, which is there's so many pockets of moment or moments. Um, pocketed in throughout the song, it just it's it's just very audibly interesting and fun to listen to from beginning to end. Um, but yeah, music video guys. Um, I don't know what I can talk about <laughs> or what I want to talk about with this music video. Um, aside from what other people have been talking about, but aside from that. What did you think, I guess, about... Um, this is the video where they're, like, doing more of the uh, schoolgirl motif, right? No. Or, like, that was, uh, that was uh, one of the versions of uh, Hype Boy. Oh, this, one, one is, this one, they're one dancing in a stadium, yeah. and they're kind of just, like, having fun. It looks yeah. like they're, like, in an oh, online... Okay, okay like class or like like they're just like hanging out dancing in like their house and like I don't know it, oh, it's the yeah, one that yeah, also okay, okay. started at the like oh, at concert, the concert like the all ages yeah. show yeah oh yeah. yeah yeah that part gave me like the OC vibes <laughs> yeah I did like we got a new like setting it felt like Europe I learned like yeah, it didn't it seem is. like uh just America or Korea and um but I guess yeah, I think Spain, yeah. right? Because there's a okay. sign that's a uh, Hirona. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I just oh. looked up where Hirona was. I um, yeah, it's in uh, Catalonia, Spain. Oh, I do know that name because uh, some transfers recently uh, in soccer. So uh, yeah, but um, <laughs> football manager. Yeah. Uh, what something I did like about the videos overall was kind of their. They're like episodic feel, or like they, there was some kind of story happening, it and it, it kind yeah. of felt like mm-hmm. you're watching like a, an episode of something, or like a movie, like a teen yeah, yeah. movie or something. And yeah. I like that they kept that throughout 
the different versions and different songs, or I guess the first two songs. But yeah, I didn't really like watch them too many times. Or yeah, but uh, I think it does let them kind of uh, either just keep it as at that for this album or continue that too. But I don't know. I, I thought they were presented well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I just, uh, yeah, it was just cool. I think they just like, it looked like they were just, you know, having fun. Just like five friends exploring like a town. Maybe they're on like a, um, like uh, a school trip or something. It's like, uh, I don't know, it reminded me of like, maybe like Cheetah Girls or like one of those old like Hillary <laughs> yeah. Duff Like a montage. Yeah. Like vacation. Yeah, but they, yeah, they just make it seem like really fun. Like, you know, just being like at a like young and exploring a town in mm-hmm. school, like, and especially I think the visuals were um, like a really good um, like complement to the music as well because the song itself is very like light and airy, and the um, video was very like bright with like you know a lot of daytime. Uh, like the they went to the beach, like their wardrobes were like more so like colorful but like softer palettes still i feel like like those uh those things were like good compliments to like the song itself because uh i feel like the song like especially that chorus it like just hangs in the air and like it feels like it's a song that uh feels makes you feel light and airy, similar to the feelings of like maybe like having a high school crush and like you know, meeting someone like that for the first time at, like, say, you know, a concert mm-hmm. full of teens. So I think uh, the visual representation matched the song really well. I'm just curious. It, were, were you saying that stadium was, or that f- football stadium was the one in Spain? Or is, or is it just, yeah, oh. I'm curious. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. That would oh, be it, funny. But yeah. Um, uh, I was going to say the... Um, I think... I think as... Because this was the the first music video or first release and first mm-hmm. music video. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say I don't think... I guess... Okay. Um, I will say I think I liked... The continuation of the story more, but as far as like a an introduction, I think this was a pretty good, um, a pretty good start to kind of just give them more personality, just to show people like um, who they are individually and as a group, um, um, and and like to also show off their uh, choreography or their dancing ability and everything like that. Um, but yeah, I think it's just it's one of those videos that looked fun, didn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. I don't think there was a story besides a couple moments where I don't know who which member um but then very very much like for me it was giving me like Nick and Nora vibes where it's just like um just this romantic uh yeah, this uh, romanticization of um, like going to a concert, um, seeing so- like meeting somebody brand new and all that stuff. Um, but yeah, was that? 
I, I think I need to watch the video again. Was that storyline kind of carried through the video? I know he was at the uh, very end when they were like being mermaids on that rock or something like that. Yeah. Um, it's but, fun, I guess. Yeah, yeah, not a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I would I would have been more curious to see that play out. Because uh, other than that, it just feels like a bunch of moments where they're in like their their room and they're doing like TikTok dances or something like mm-hmm. that. Um and then also dancing in a huge stadium and everything like that. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, uh, yeah. Other than that. Yeah. I do feel like this highlights them better as a group, like as a five-person unit than yeah, it does individually. I, uh, I think that's oh, okay. what they um, sort of set to do with the next song, like introduce them more individually there. So this one, I feel like I think the focus was more as a group, um, at least from like just how I perceived it. Um, because there's a lot of like group shots, like not a lot of individual shots, and like it's the first thing. It was a surprise release, so like we don't know anything or <laughs> any, any one of them yet. So I think um, that's sort of how they presented it. Uh, cool. Yeah. Oh, I have one last note because um, about sorry, Stephen, I took your one last <laughs> note, but um, <laughs> I think visually, because I mentioned Y2K R and B. I like uh, there's one particular like scene. It's when like all five of them are in the backseat of a car and just like, you know, lip syncing, doing the like singing the song. Uh, the styling there was an interesting choice because it for me, it reminded me of like Gen 1 K-pop, like SES styling and stuff like mm-hmm. Baby okay, Box. Yeah. So I'm like, NRG. And NRG, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like I, maybe it was like a purposeful like we're evoking sort mm-hmm. of like very like late 90s, early 2000s sounds and um, sort of like uh, reflect that with like how we're, we're gonna style these uh, like the members as well. So I know, and even with like the very like the lighting too is very like um, like washed out, like looking like um, so. I, and I felt like that was very like you know Gen One's top style of lighting for the music videos, especially with the close ups. So um, yeah, I know I thought that was an interesting choice uh, there. Awesome. All right. Well, greatly said, Alan Mark. Um, I liked it so much that I'm going to give you the job of um, being... Oh, sorry. Let me start that over. Great way to hype up song number one, Alan Mark. Mm. I'm going to need your skills again because I need you to hype up track number two, which is entitled Hype Boy, um, which is the uh, clearly or obviously the second... Um, debut sing- or release, whatever, uh, to be put out. So what did you think about this song? Yeah. So, man, if I thought I really enjoyed attention when it came out, the moment I heard Hype Boy, I, I, I don't know, I, I felt hyped up because the song is so cool. It's, I think the song is just so good. <laughs> like, it's still, it. I like that it's like, cohesive with attention where it's like yeah this is definitely a song that's on the same album it's the same kind of vibe of that like yeah y2k r&b i'm calling it um but where attention's like more like uplifting and like energetic um energetic this one is a lot more like i guess moodier like it has a little bit more like um like emotion not emotion it's i think it's yeah the vibe's just different but it's still like yearning in the same sense because it's like um you know a nice um 
like representation of like puppy love and stuff like that of just like really having like this guy that they have a crush on um but yeah it just screams youthful joy and puppy love so um yeah i think the song itself um i think where attention i feel like had like uh the fullness of the arrangement and production was probably where its strongest suit i hype boy shines i think with its songwriting specifically particularly on that top line because that melody is just my favorite thing about this song mm-hmm. um the pre-courses have that descending line the that honey and hair at head and do like back and forth that's really cool and then the uh the post chorus section where it goes we can go like it's just i just love the top line of this song it's very good and it keeps me engaged like throughout the whole song um so like yeah i would not be surprised if like this song ended up being like my most listened to song of the year because (laughs) i i it just it's a fun song to listen to i really enjoy it okay um guys banger number two on this album i agree wholeheartedly um this now this song i sort of had heard before listening to this album and I I I was amazed. I was like, how is like this must be the lead single. Like I just can't believe um this song sounds so good. And um at this point this is when I knew that this album was made for me. Like the just this the first if I didn't even hear Cookie or Hurt, I would have been like 10 out of 10 album is it's a single album it's great and it's it has all you you're talking about like why what did you say y2 art y2k r&b or something like that yeah that's y, what i'm calling it yeah y2k r&b um i will say that this for me taps into a lot of like the future sounds that i'm i hear um nowadays um, where future sound, like future bass, future whatever, um, does tap into certain elements of the past um, and like puts it or modernizes it and puts it into the future. And this song for me, I, I think you're, uh, if I can piggyback off what you're saying, Alamark, it, it like, it does sound futuristic. Like this sounds like this song sounds like a song I've never heard of before. Like it's just so many. There's so many elements to it. Um, um, the sample that gets like uh, the I can't even like produce it with my mouth. It's like the uh, sorry. It's like the part that's like it's like the. <laughs> that's exactly then, it that's it, exactly yeah. what it oh, sounds like oh thank you like. thank you thank yeah. you guys and then the other part that's like <laughs> like that part like it just it, okay. I just love there were you quoting just... those tubes that you turn and this goes sorry you just chopped and screwed that up <laughs> Um, and so there's just there's just so many parts of this song that I I would love to talk about but I have no idea how to talk about it because it's just um as it's one of those songs um that 
you guys have like brought up in the past where you've just not written a lot of notes because this song just you just want to feel it and like this this one to me continues the same vibe from the first song um kind of slows it down um and smooths it out even more um and it's just it's great i i love um i love the kind of like there's a part where the percussion kind of sounds like a tiktok like a clock like it goes like like tiktok tiktok mm-hmm. i think it's the part in the pre-chorus where it's like like that part um and so going back to like attention this song or pulling from my uh thoughts on attention like this song yet again is so wonderfully produced like gives me so many iconic moments that i memor like i don't even like let alone uh, let aside the uh the wonderful like you're saying top line everywhere in between and below it's just memorable to me it's so great um i love the sounds that they use for the synths very like sounds like an organ i think um so great and um uh what else and and you were saying i i think you were saying were you saying the way the top line was sung or the lyrics or just everything about the top line oh no how it was written just like the notes they chose for the oh melody. yeah it's just perfect. Uh, for me, um, for me, the the actual lyrics themselves were so were such earworms. Like the um, like um, what is it the like the because I'm mm-hmm. the, I'm the hot boy. Like that part that that's so catchy to me. Um, the line where they also say, "You know, I'll hype you, boy." Like whoa, it's such a good good line. Just I I'm having a hard time picking. I was trying to pick my favorite song before we started recording, and it's very tough. Um, this might be number one for now, mm-hmm. but it's very fluid. I I bounce back and forth with these four songs, but if, with me talking about it right now, I think I'll put this number one for me. Wow. So okay, sorry that was a lot, Stephen. Um, make some sense of what I said. <laughs> <clears throat> I no, it's, I, I I love this song. Also, I, I feel like um, where if attention was like calling for our attention, if we did, if you kept paying attention, this is like the reward, and it's just so you get more mel- like the the varied melodies. It's more interesting to listen to. I think uh, as as Elmar just had pointed out, I mentioned the same people I think uh and Hani and Perrin their, their sections mm-hmm. specifically with Perrin uh starting the song and both of the choruses I thought she sounded great uh and it felt like a better kind of platform for their vocals or they they, get, they got to do more I think uh on on this song um but one of the things that I was feeling while like just listening to the song over again again and again like it when the vocals come in for the first time it to me it almost sounds like it's it's like its own remix but it's 
it's like the one that you like more than the original, even though this this is the only version of that song. But like it has that very cool sound that you could walk into uh, like a dimly lit bar and like there should be a DJ there playing this song. Like it it feels like a curated piece. But so it, it has it, it's just a really, really cool sound that it feels like a great, perfect follow up to um, attention. Um, yeah, I think uh, in addition to what I had mentioned about their individual vocals, I think they all sound really good together too. And uh, just my last note is that the song, it, there's, there's no bridge, but I think that's fine. <laughs> like, yeah. it's just, yeah. yeah. It, just, it does feel like <clears throat> it's so short. I do wish there's like, I want this song more. Maybe yeah. that's why I keep playing it and it maybe end up being my most listened to song but i mean i mean yeah it also doesn't necessarily need to be longer with like another section like a bridge too so maybe like the chorus one more time but yeah mm. it's just sh- sh- too short the song's too yeah. good to be so short <laughs> you guys want me to do my sample again yes please <laughs> um uh, well one thing too with the the chorus itself uh i do like that the beat it actually, it sounds like they're like low. It's low key a reggaeton beat, but it doesn't feel like it's trying to be a like reggaeton song. That's so what I was trying. I, to, that I was, was really cool. I was trying to pinpoint that as well. Yeah, like, the way it switches into that. Yeah, oh, yeah. Because, like with the dance. Yeah, danciness. Yeah, because like the verse is just like it switches the you know kick drum and the hi hat, but then the chorus it straight up does like a reggaeton like dun 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 dun. Yeah, so. Uh, my question is when we're going to do um, a TikTok of the choreo, the three of us. We need a. I have a green screen, so I can first, just, yeah. I can superimpose me, myself onto any of your shots. So. Um, okay. Um, boy, there are four, you said, four Hi, music videos for this yes. one? Yeah, so there's a. Uh, there's a Minji version, a Hyeon version, a Hani version, and then a Danielle and Herin version. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and so are they all cuz some of I I just quickly watched one of them. They some of them have very like solo moments, but they all kind of come back to the same yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah. Set so, pieces. I, I've seen all of them, so I guess I could. Okay. <laughs> you could yeah, cover yeah, it. You, you just so, talk about it. You, you, and Steven, Yeah. Yeah. So it just covers four different storylines that, uh, like, where the titled members, like, they sort of go through their storyline, <laughs> and every music video sort of ends up meeting at the, the party that they're at at the end, like the pool party. Oh. So, um, it's like it's pretty much leading like their own stories of. I guess um, I guess they're love stories. Each one's a different kind of love story, um, and then it, it uh, cultivates to like where the storyline ends up at the party. Because um, yeah, I mean, so you each watched one, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, just yeah, just the Danielle Heron one. I think who did I watch? Honey, I guess the one with the girl who was looking at the guy while she was dancing. <laughs> That that's happens. all of them yeah <laughs> oh dang it so uh, yeah i guess it's like different versions of like this or so there's one where it's like you know th- having a crush on a guy that the i think the carnival one is like the first one it's Benji, 
And then she just meets a guy at the carnival and then they meet up at the party and then sort of hit it off. Uh, another one is the Hyein one is like she invites this like guy from school. Uh, but then I think he ends up being like uh, like making fun of them for like their dance performance. So like that's like the disappointment of like what a crush could be. Oh, um, I get it. The Daniel and Heron one, I think, is where it's like before they had like one of them was or into a guy or something. And mm-hmm. but I guess it ends up that they like trash their locker room and stuff. So yeah. Um yeah, I don't know. That one I didn't really understand so much, but um, but my favorite one is the Hani version because that's where um like she's a dancer and then she's like a big fan of like this uh, I guess dancer on YouTube or whatever thing it is. Um, and like this sort of more admiration or maybe it is like a crush as well. <clears throat> and then um, she just like happens to reach out to them on their like profile, like inviting them to the party. And then when they're performing, she notices that the dancer is at the party watching them. And then the rest of the members like push her to introduce herself. And then you realize that like the dancer is actually like, um, uh, I guess a girl or it could be a, or maybe like not masculine, mm-hmm. like, I don't know, it could be non-binary. I don't know their gender identity, but um, like it, yeah, yeah. they end up being like, you know, not a, a cis man, essentially. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know how. Like us. Yeah. So um, I thought that was a cool, like, little, like, twist that, like, maybe is, like, meant to, you know, drum up some, like, conversation too. But I thought that was really cool. And I, I like that. Oh, I like that one a lot. Uh, I, I'll just quickly say this video puts them more into like the they are. Oh, I forget the the school school system in Korea, but here in the states, it's like they're seniors or juniors and seniors in high school. It ages them a couple of years, I think, because the first one um, felt had them feeling much younger to me or attention that is. Um, but this one for sure gives it more of that um, high school drama type mm-hmm. uh, yeah. vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, Steven, uh, wh- which which video did you see? Uh, the Danielle and Haley oh, yeah, right. version. Uh, I guess I liked that they were at a skate. They were playing car. They were playing Uno oh, at the was... skate park. <laughs> or like with, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, that just seems like a cool the... thing to yeah. do. Was like that the one where they're ages. all on the on the ground of the skate park? Mm-hmm. In okay, okay. the middle of one of the in bowls. the pool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> bowl, bowl, yeah. Uh, yeah I cool. I should probably watch the other ones. Um, yeah, but again, I guess I liked that similar like you're wa- not wa- just watching a music video type of feeling. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah they're very cinematic, so <clears throat> it's really cool. It's like. What if Euphoria didn't have all those drugs and the drug abuse and mean stuff going on? <laughs> like, um, but yeah, I know. It just means... They, like, these videos made like being in high school and teenagers seem like a lot of fun. And I was like, this is not. This was not my was high school also, experience yeah. at not all. Not my high school. <laughs> yeah. So, um, <clears throat> yeah. I know. I just Was this what it was like at De La Salle? 
Nope. <laughs> no. <laughs> just uh, un- oh, we're back to uncovering more about Steven. Oh yeah. <laughs> no, everyone knows they the audience knows that about Steven. That's right. Yeah, um, it was one of the first things we Oh, okay, okay, about. okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, my yeah, my high school life was very different. Um, okay. Um <laughs> let's move on then. Uh because I'm getting hungry, but not for sweets. Oh boy. <laughs> but uh we are the next track we are gonna talk about is about oh god, I can I've lost my segue. We're gonna talk about track number three, Cookie. And I'm gonna start um this conversation. And I chose the wrong song to start with, I guess, because well, I am of two minds of the song of the song, guys. It's very tough for me to separate them. Um, so I'm gonna do my best. I'm gonna start off with the song itself. Um, again, I heard this song. Okay, I heard the song uh, after Touching Hype Boy, and I was like, okay, I think there's absolutely some cohesiveness going on with this album, and it had solidified like from this. When I heard the song, I was like, okay, it doesn't matter what Hurt sounds like. This is definitely one of my favorite albums. Um, debuts for sure, but favorite albums of the year, um, along with uh, Les Seraphim, or I'm Fearless. Um, because, wow, more of that future bass sound that you guys know that I love. It's just, it's I love, I love how that intro... <laughs> set the tone for the song and that intro was so lazy like there were some notes being played past the you know um past the counts that they should have been played at like just very like lackadaisically like uh um hit and i love that fact i loved how i from the get-go i just knew that this was going to be a more laid-back um, slower, chill type of uh, KR&B track. And um, and yeah, I I was right. Um, yeah, what else? But I, I will say, as far as a song goes, I think for me, it overstays its welcome halfway through the song. Because I realized, like, oh, it's just the same thing. Coming from Attention and Hype Boy, there were so much, so much, like, um, so much varied moments um, that I uh, that I, I was very interested the entire time. But for this one, it just kind of sounded like, okay, I'm hearing the same thing over and over again now. So I, I expect, I know what's going to happen. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, I'll talk about the other my my other mind. Or my other thoughts about the song when we circle back. But um doesn't mean that the song sucks. I'm calling it banger number three of the album. And <laughs> as you can tell, like for me, this is absolutely a no skip album. So um Steven, um what did you what did you think about Cookie? Yeah, uh the song, I mean, I uh I, I'm probably I probably have the same thoughts that you have, I'm assuming. Uh, I think when I, I first heard this during my work day, during one of my like 25-minute uh, focus times, for anyone who does Pomodoro technique, 
five and five. But I guess I was ready to. Uh, Pasta Pomodoro. It's it's like a time because like I time can't focus. Yeah, yeah. So. Oh okay okay. You take you, like you, you intentionally. Got yeah, it. and then you have like a break, a structured kind of focus and break. So um, yeah. Uh, I guess when I first heard it, I was like ready to say, "Oh, this is my favorite song on this album." It, I think that it has like the those synths. I love anything with the eight hundred eight cowbell on it, and this has just a few of those throughout the song, which is great. I like the sounds feel so like springy, it, like they they come in and then they kind of they just like lightly bounce like that, and uh, it's it's. Just so it's like really enjoyable. I, I I like the way that the also the beat in the second half it does switch up a bit, uh, where they fill it up with all these kicks and um, it it does give it a, a different feel. Where maybe if they kept the same like pace for for the first half, you would have wanted a little change at some point. So I, I did like that. There was that little change uh but yeah it, it just when i was like listening to it it just felt a, a bit i was a bit uncomfortable um it just the, the lyrics were a bit too suggestive i think when i let's found talk out about, about it about now the then yeah i <clears throat> i don't want to look at your cookie yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh yeah well, i guess when i listen to it i'm like I, I don't really like want to listen to it, even though I really like how it sounds. Uh, it, yeah, it, it it's, it's like not it's, it's a skip, but it's not a skip, you know. Yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. like if it was just an instrumental, it'd be like it would be fantastic. Yeah. yeah, yeah, or just lyric change. Just change honestly. the lyrics, please. Yeah. Lyric just change, change yes. it. I was Gosh. like, Yojin saying "kiss later" at the their age. That was. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she meant like years later. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if, yeah. If if we listen to the song three years from now, is it still a skip? I mean, it's yeah. still weird. It yeah. Okay, be, okay. <laughs> always so, be associated. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. just yeah. This is one of those things where it's like I think uh, I don't know if <clears> I, uh, I didn't see like a quote from directly from like who wrote the song or not, yeah. but then like. You know, saying that like they re- literally mean like actual like baking cookies for people, but it's like, um, like which is, I guess, a thing that you can say if you're you know if it's geared towards teenagers, like yeah, that's the like marketing towards that. But I think especially with the tone of the instrumental and the exact like words they choose, and maybe it's a translation thing but regardless like if you're translating that way too then that's an issue there it's like yeah it is very suggestive for girls of this age especially to sing and that's where i think a lot of the discourse that we mm-hmm. talked about in the first half of the episode that's where it's coming from like it yeah it didn't really start building up more until we got closer and then this song came out so um yeah it's yeah i skipped this song um, for me, even too, like the song itself, like I actually find it kind of boring overall. Like, um, <clears throat> like in spite of the arrangement and like all the good things that Steven said, like it didn't grab. Like the moment I started hearing it, even before I got to the lyrics, I was like, it didn't like um, 
like I don't know. I was like, okay, we got this like slower tempo R and B song, but it just didn't grab my attention the same way the other songs did. And mm-hmm. this was the last song I heard because hurt uh, hurt also came out beforehand. So um, yeah, I think it's the a little bit of the repetitive nature to it that Chuck mm-hmm. you mentioned too. Like there's a lot of it. That bridge section was cool with the uh, like especially with the beat and the rhythm of it. But it'll, they also paired it with some like the very some of the yeah. more like, direct lyrics as well. So I'm just like I can't even enjoy that. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I do end up skipping this. And like even when I play the album like straight through, just because I'm like I don't want to, I don't feel like pressing the skip button. Yeah. I honestly like I forget that I listened to it, and I'm like, oh, I'm at hurt now. So that's sort of like I don't think it's necessarily like a bad song like sonically and stuff like that. Um, it just yeah, it just doesn't grab. Like, it doesn't stick with me. So, yeah. if it was sung by a different group, what do you, what would you think? Same thing for me? Yeah, I think it yeah. still feel the same thing. I, I I think it just is like the the lyrics just make it like more reason to not listen to it for me. Yeah, that that's mm-hmm. the that's why I'm of that of those two minds because I just I I I get into the beat and then like a phrase gets sung and then I'm just like ah. Yeah. No, honestly, yeah. I, I from the first line, I was like, "This already feels weird." <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. All right. Um, well, I guess this is technically the lead single for the album because I think, I think they, they're using "Attention" as the debut song because they had song, a okay. yeah they did a studio tune to "Attention," so I okay, think "Attention" okay. gotcha. is the the that's the lead single. Good. Oof. Okay. Well. Um, Aside from its, you know, repetitiveness and very, um, like, over, like overtly weird, suggestive lyrics, um, I think it still taps into the overall, like, like low low keyness or like the lazy, like chill vibe of this album. So. Um, let's let's hope that track number four. Oh, I mean, there is a music video, but yeah. do you do you? Really, I mean, you it's mostly a choreography. It? Music, yeah. It's, yeah. A, it's a choreography it's a performance video, video. So I mean, the some choreography elements are actually pretty cool. Um, but it did. It I didn't did really grow. I would say yeah. this is the this is probably the one where they put the most clothing on them. I think, unless I'm yeah. misremembering the music video, because this yeah. one was giving me like Irene and Sulgi. Um, like yeah. type of choreo or not choreo, but like outfit, and yeah. you know, it was like black and white. Very, yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. I guess for outfits, though, I think in general, since you brought it up, I know I didn't really see any real issues with any of the like costuming or clothing with a lot of them, like in any of the videos. Really, they just all of them. They just all look like teen. Like this is what mm-hmm. teenagers wear. So yeah, um, yeah. I don't know like. No, none of like the styling really felt suggestive to me. I think it was mostly yeah. like it's really for me. It's just this song and it, the lyrical content, which like, yeah. If even if the songwriters say like that's not what we meant, it's like I've taken enough English you, courses being an you, English major. Being you know like, they this they is, had the discussion, right? Yeah. You know they had like okay, this is what we want for the music video, and yeah. they were probably like, no, no, no. We this is just a yeah. dance video. Yeah, and regardless, like. Author's intent doesn't really have mm. doesn't undermine readers' interpretation. At least that's what I've sort of 
got to the point with with being a literature major. It's like, yeah, author's intent doesn't matter, even if their intentions were good. If uh, interpretation, especially right. with how much interpretation is, it shows that are you, like, it's suggestive. Then, that's, are you guys thinking yeah. this song was like not in- initially intended to be for new jeans or? Like, do you think it was purchased or something like that? Yeah, that would be the only way it makes sense. Like, I, I can't fathom somebody being intentionally like, let's make this really suggestive song for these under these teenagers. Uh, I don't know. I mean, also, it's like I'm sure this isn't also the only time that there's yeah. been suggestive lyrics sung by like teenagers. Mm-hmm. You know, so um, yeah, it's hard to say. I don't think that's necessarily th- a thing about. New jeans or a door. I think it's just a. I think generally in the music world, that's true. Um, okay. And last but not least, we got track number four entitled "Hurt." Steven, I would love to know what you thought about the song. Yeah, you know, I I was really happy that we that with this song and the way it closed out the album. I would actually consider this my favorite song on the album. Okay. Um, I even wrote, but I find it almost like almost unremarkable in how it sounds. Like it's kind of, it's pretty basic in its like instruments and uh, like the beat that they don't do a whole lot with uh, what they decide for for it instrumentally. But they're just things I, I tend to like when I hear them, like that, that those roads, like keys. This song, we talked about repetition on the last song. This song has uh, a re- very, like a lot of re- repetitive melodies within sections, like the verses and then the, especially a chorus, they all are, are very repetitive, but I, when they are a good melody and when they do little variations when they are get repeated, I think that's always something that uh, is appealing to me. So that's what I really liked. Um, Mid verse, a beat, the beat comes in. I, that's also something like uh, at, like post or after the vocals start, then you get a beat. That is another just feature that I, I tend to think uh, makes a good song. Then we also get like long verses. For each member uh, continued like singing, so they're not always switching off, and then you, you get to hear them sing a, like that complete verse, which is kind of nice. Um, yeah, so I think this song—it's like it's—it's it's probably it's one of the more easygoing. I think, even though they're all kind of low key, but uh, I, I just love how it sounds. I like how the chorus. It's kind of repeated like a mantra. Like they say the word hurt and then they repeat that line. I'm not going to be the one to get hurt. Um, and I think also the video does help to kind of reinforce this idea. Um, but yeah. Uh, okay. One, one, one last note uh, is wh- I really like one of the, the sounds of the, the synths where to me it sounds like like a computer choir like you can it just it sounds like an ooh to me a, a new syllable but that you could have programmed on a keyboard and then mm. you could have played that uh so Is i really it the, like the one that they just kind of just yeah just the, those really cool things like i yeah doo, doo. yeah i like love that, that sound yeah. yeah i love that too um 
But yeah, I think I just really enjoy this one. Alan Mark. Yeah. Uh, Steven touched upon a lot of the things about the song that I really love about the song as well. Like where, yeah, it is repetitive similarly to what cook, like Cookie is. It I think it's just a lot more interesting to listen to. Like, yeah, uh, I haven't said this in a while, but melodies that dance up and down the staff like the, this is what this song was doing the whole way. So it's really cool. But um, other sounds too. I think with the song itself, I like that it's been a while, at least for me, that I feel like that we've heard a doo-wop style K-pop oh, song. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But this one feels more like modern compared to like when older generations would do doo-wop because they would make those very like retro like 50s style doo-wop. But then this one is like, it's doo-wop, but it's still so cohesive with the rest of like the album, you know. And maybe it is another retro concept, except now it's retro is two th- the year 2000. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Bro. Yeah, it, I know. <laughs> <laughs> just I just continue to age us throughout this entire episode. Um, but yeah, I think the vocalizations are like the yeah they perform this really well. Um, and another instrumental note, I love the little flute synth that comes in in the pre-chorus too. It's nice mm-hmm. and matches the run when it gets introduced there. So that's really cool. And like the tone of it too, kind of gives like like TLC vibes for me. Like. Um, is it waterfalls that has that thing? But yeah, like there's like it's it's a a synth sound that I feel like is very like late nineties to me. So um, yeah, really, oh, I really is enjoy it the this one song. where it's like here, here, here's the episode where yeah, I just do all the sounds. Yes, yeah. yep. like the wait, I can't do it that high. It's like I can't do it. I, I'm, I'm hearing it in my throat. I can't do it like the. Yep. Yep. Exactly. That's it. Got it. Wow. Was, was were you playing that off of your a synth chunk? I was playing that off my Casio keyboard. Oh, with, uh, with my pitch oh, bender. Great. <laughs> okay. Yeah. No, that. Yeah. That one. <laughs> okay. No. <laughs> it's a high note. Um, okay. Let me jump in. Um, I agree with everything you guys said. Another impressively produced track. More slow R&B. Love it. Um, We were talking about the vocals, but I just want to give a huge shout out to the backing harmonies that just seem to be throughout the entire song. Like every single line seemed to have some sort of like either prominent or just in the distant, like off in the distant type of like um, backup vocals. And it just made it sound so... Um, just gave it such a light feeling and it was just so it was so beautiful to listen to and um, I love a good bass that just rides along with the mm-hmm. melody it's just very subtle but just um, didn't need to stand out but it was just like perfectly accompanying um, the the tapestry musical tapestry anyway Love the song too. Um, I'll call it banger number four. I'm not skipping this out. You guys can skip Cookie, but I I, I will find the instrumental version <laughs> and just and just insert it into like my playlist. I don't know how. I'll just take out the audio or the vocals like I did in the game last week. I'll find out. Um, okay. Uh, 
I know we're way over time, um, but there is a music video. It just seems like a lot of close-up mm-hmm. uh, headshots yeah. of them singing. So, I mean, it's that classic K-pop spring hazy <laughs> feel. Like it looks like they're in a place that's going to give me a ton of allergies in my <laughs> eyes and fall and everything like that. So, I mean, aside from that, aside from those beautiful aesthetics and everything like that. Um, I don't think there's much to talk about, but if there is anything you want to say, um, oh, sorry, Siri. Uh, if there's anything you want to say, say it yeah. now or forever. Hold your peace. I think what I liked was it was a lot of just individual member shots, but we did see early on, like one member had their head on the shoulder of someone else, mm-hmm. and I, I I found like you could tell that they were all together. Uh, with each other and it was almost like they were just there to kind of share in that experience you don't know like if someone was like just having a bad day or like someone did something to them but it seems like they're all there together to just be around each other and that's what i yeah especially after like a lot of the music videos yeah yeah, the other music videos were like heavily produced choreographed this is almost like a respite for them just to take a break like together they were all still like their expressions they weren't very cheerful so yeah i think it seemed like they're just sharing uh in that i don't know experience together yeah um okay uh well i'm ready to call last call guys um if there's anything else you want to say about any of the songs do it now otherwise let's wrap this up yeah ready to wrap up all right. Okay. Um, this is a debut group, so there is potentially a lot we can <clears throat> say. Um, I, how about I will go last? Um, All right. And then, Steven, you go first. Okay, sure. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, overall, I think... They gave us some some really good songs. And I think part of the the strength of their sound so far, which I felt was kind of kept throughout the album, was how it exists uh, in contrast to a lot of the frequent extravagance that we can get from uh, <clears throat> K-pop, both visually and uh, sonically, which is also... One of the draws of K-pop, just all of the uh, things to look at and listen to and hear. Um, but I, I think they they keep it pretty simple throughout, and they just have these really nice melodies and great choruses. Um, but I'm also not too like concerned about this being their sound. Uh, like I feel like it allows them to do any other kind of concept or like any just other sound that they, they want to um, pursue. Um, yeah, there's, I think they, they sound good, like singers. I, yeah, I guess overall, it's just like the whole debut just feels a bit marred by the, yeah. what we were talking about. Um, I, I just, yeah, I just want them to be like, I, I, 
I think I, I don't like I don't know how they do it. I'm sure they're pretty happy, but like it, it's just you can't. Yeah, you just it's just, the the discomfort that I felt uh, on Cookie. It just like spreads. Uh, you can't fully mm-hmm. say that you you really love it um, through no fault of the the members, but. Um, yeah, I, I guess. Yeah, uh, yeah. I guess I'll still say I, I do want to. I am looking forward to where they go because I think they will have. It will be exciting. Whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I'm kind of like I don't know. I'm interested, but yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you guys. Can go. <clears throat> yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So I think. Like, for me, like, we talked a lot about already, like, what the issues are, I think, potentially, with, especially with a lot of what's been being discussed around this group. Uh, so, um, I think if I'm just going to talk, of talking about the, just the music itself, or just as a release, like, I, I'd say this is, like, as strong of a debut that a group can have, honestly, like, with um, songs this good like I've had my I have my criticisms about Cookie even outside of the lyrics but I think overall as like a package unit of an album it's like so strong even the moment I saw watched and like listened to Attention it actually like my first feeling was oh this reminds me of another really strong debut and I think I'll even be as bold in saying this might be the best debut of a K-pop group since Chinese Replay. Wow. Like, whoa. I, like, I, when it comes to, like, That long, that long of a gap, wow. uh, Yeah, when it comes to, like, impact and sound and, like, they both sort of, like, had, like, like a more retro sort of sound to the, um, yeah, to the song itself. I'm, like, like, even before all of these things about like, you know, their age and stuff was like, that's the first thing that I thought of. It was like replay. <laughs> so um, yeah, it, that is like kind of high praise, but it's like, I don't know. It's so, I thought, I just thought it was just so strong. And um, I think, yeah, as an album too, I like that. I felt like the whole thing told a really good story as well of how at least, um, attention is like when you first like I uh, someone and like you start growing a crush and then hype boy is when like you actually have that connection with the person and then like you're hyping them up as like a potential uh, partner and then cookie is uh, I don't know where to put cookie in the whole thing maybe it's just like um, like uh, off like offering your like love to them and then maybe you're ultimately like getting rejected or something happens where like it, it, it ultimately leads to uh hurt where it's like something happened in the relationship because of this and then it led to hurt where it's like oh the pain of young love so um yeah i don't know i think like yeah to your point Stephen. like yeah i may, i doubt this is going to be a sound that they may stick with like long term uh, you know, and but I think for as a debut, it's a, such a smart uh, direction to go. So um, yeah, I think. I mean, yeah, they're. I mean, 
they're a new group, they're young. There's going to be a lot of room to grow as well. So I am like, I know I am looking forward to see where it goes. I just hope that, you know, they aren't being like exploited in harmful ways because of their age and what the industry can like how they market and present, you know, um, the idols, particularly with, you know, young girls. So, um, yeah, I'm hoping that they have those like resources and support to, you know, ensure their safety as individuals having that agency. So, um, yeah, so, you know, we'll continue having these conversations as we do because we want the best for, you know, artists essentially. And, um, you know, it's unfortunate that like there's potentially vulnerable to these things. So, um, but as essentially the customer base for these uh, companies, I guess, you know, it, I mean, it's all capitalism. Is, is there anything ethical in capitalism? No, but um, we can at least like do our part to voice our concerns so that we could ask them to do better and pressure them where we can. So, yeah. um, shoot, I should have gone second. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, that was, that was a, I don't think I could do a better job than that. Um, the only thing I will say is that I'm very excited um, as Steve would say, uh, I wish this group <laughs> all the luck. Um, I, I I see a lot of great things for them. They're, as far as the debut goes, like Al Mark is saying, this is super, super strong. This is like, I, I don't know if I can have that same acclaim as Al Mark um, had, uh, but I... I, I I agree, or I I share the same sentiments. Like, just this is such a <clears throat> unbelievably great debut, and came out of nowhere. Like they they knew how good this group was going to be, that they just shat like they just like draw like shadows dropped it or whatever you call that phrase. But they just revealed it without any build up or lead up, or just very minimal and. Um, that just goes to show like they they know how strong this group is and will be and i'm very excited to see how their sound evolves and um yeah uh, what what uh what new concepts they come up with uh okay guys we did it this is probably the longest episode of how you can eat history but it was but it's- well warranted we talked about a lot of um, topics. Lot four of, songs. Yeah. Four, four songs, longest conversation. I love it. Also, it's not over because. Oh my God, the tiebreaker. <laughs> okay, go ahead. This is pretty quick. Okay. I mentioned earlier. Uh, okay, this is just. I found that Monster X member uh, I am was in a pre debut group. I'm going to give you five names of these groups. You'll just have to tell me. Guess the correct one. Uh, let's see. I'll just send it to you in the chat. Uh, okay, here we go. So, which one of these was I am in? Nubility, New Blood, New Boys, <laughs> NIK, which stands for New Inspire Kindle, or Ambulance. These are all real names of uh, a group at oh. some point. Oh, ambulance. I read that as new balance. That's also how I read it <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> the first time. Great. I'm not okay. 
Okay. Uh, just you can just go whenever. I'm gonna give you that. That's incorrect. Oh, check yeah, check and speed. Oh, um, he and okay, so okay, you, can, you go ahead. <laughs> Alan Mark, I'll take turns. All right. Everybody. Also incorrect. Uh, you both put new boys. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, I'm gonna go with this guess. Chuck, you are correct. Oh. You put newbility. Oh, I guess new inspire nik. Chuck, you are our winner for that uh, tiebreaker. Congratulations. Then you won the game. New game. Congrats. New game. Thank you. (laughs) New game. Yeah. New game. What's my prize? A brownie? Certainly not a cookie. Um, Okay. Let's wrap this up, guys. Um, Okay, thank you all for choosing to dine with us. We really hope you enjoyed your extended stay. Um, We uh, can't wait for you to come back next time. And uh, yeah, we'll look forward to that episode. Um, You you can catch more episodes of How You Can Eat um, on all of your favorite podcast platforms. You can follow How You Can Eat. How You Can Eat on all your favorite social platforms. We're on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Um, email us, howyoucaneatagmail.com. Oh, and that's it. Yeah, let me get this under uh, two hours and 30 <laughs> minutes. Uh, so for Alan, Mark, Stephen, and I, it has been our pleasure being your leaders uh, this week. So long, stay safe, and we'll see you next week. See ya. Yes, follow us on the social so you can give us that attention. <laughs> A-T-T-E-N-I. <laughs> Oh, on, oh on. Sorry, <laughs> what's, what's, I messed it up. <laughs> I messed it up. Bye, everyone. <laughs>